0: Mm Mmm No 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 no. Yeah When you're in Never Beach And you need some food You gotta ride to the garden When you're in Never Beach And you need some food You gotta
1: ride to the garden check check When you're looking for a tree The best time loud right next to the ocean folks, welcome to the Blue Hawaii Podcast. I'm Josh Michaels. I'm Ryan Little. We are flying solo today. We don't have a guest. Our guest had to cancel on us at the last minute. But, unlike all the other, quote, cancellations, (laughs) this guy actually had a good excuse. We were set uh, to talk with Daniel Anthony, uh, HAPA, uh, Hawaii Alliance Progressive Action Kuleana Academy alum, culture warrior, super awesome all-around dude. General agitator, but like in a good way. Yeah, you remember remember him from uh, the emu on Iolani Palace grounds. Um, but so he is actually in Philadelphia, receiving the PGM One. That's the People of the Global Majority Outdoors, Nature, and Environment 2019 Trailblazer Award. That's pretty rad. Congratulations right. to our Congrats, friend Daniel, Daniel. Anthony. Out yeah. of boy,
0: well done. Keep it up. Let's jump right in with yes. our hashtag Shares to Shouts challenge this week. Who, which, uh, who are you inventing this week, Ryan? I'm not inventing anyone. These are real people. These are incredibly real people. Yeah. Uh, this first comes from at real donald trump on twitter no 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 no. (laughs) uh this week our hashtag shares to shout so i'm looking at my private notes here uh this is from uh sarah michelle geller uh, no nope sarah michelle that's her name sarah michelle from uh it's uh sunny from sunnyville california nope no she's not she's uh She's, She's from, a high uh, school
1: student who is uh got a nice group of friends. They, nope. uh, they team up and they fight crime. Nope. She's from and, Syracuse, New York. Slaughter the undead.
0: Sarah Michelle from Syracuse, New York. And she wanted us to say... Go uh, orange. Us to, uh, she wanted us to
1: say... Go orange. You know, you, you, no, that's Donovan, not what... Donovan McNabb, greatest Big East quarterback of all time.
0: That's not what she wanted. Um, Carmelo Anthony played a year. Um, yeah, that's true. That's not what she wanted us to say. She wanted us to say, hey, if you see any... Uh, undead people make sure you kill them that's it so share michelle
1: or perhaps slay them slit she did say slay would be an acceptable word interesting so what a coincidence uh, definitely, thank you definitely a real person
0: hashtag uh shares to shouts challenge uh, yes. if you want to be included in the shares to shouts challenge all you got to do is share the episode and we will dm you and we will ask what you want us to say. We will say up to six seconds of whatever you'd like us to say. So uh, yep. next week, you could be
1: the Sarah Michelle. It's going to be John Schoenfeld again. <laughs> shout out Shout out to our only actual fan, John Schoenfeld. Yo, yo, yo. Jun Shin. That's true. Jun
0: Shin. Jun Shin, you DM us. You tell us whatever us you a, want us, us, to say, us to say. Give us a shout, Jun Shin. And we I know will you're listening say whatever you want, whatever yeah. you want.
1: Okay. You. Let's talk about who made the best decisions of their life this week. you like to keep track of this. Yeah. Well, who hit, hit me. Who do you got?
0: Okay. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, as you are well aware, we have started a new segment called Best Decisions of Your Life this week. Uh, these are the people who have uh, done the greatest thing they could do for themselves and their personal development, which is, of course, follow us on Twitter. Um, so we had a few random bot follows from various corporations. They're not going to get shouted out here. You got to pay for that. At Pepsi. <laughs> one of them was pretty crazy yeah. i i don't want to say who it was though but you could whisper it to me tweet mugs
1: tweet what
0: yeah they put your they put your tweets on a mug
1: that's the dumbest thing i've ever it's heard. basically
0: so old people can pay to have donald trump's tweets on a mug oh it's so bad Folks. I, I guess the i guess the cat's out of the bag now but uh no one no one buy anything from tweet mugs because no. they suck all right, tweet mug, so
1: Tweet Mugs is going to get blasted with a lot of random uh, retweets of people dunking on Ben Shapiro, though. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Or, or uh, that one Shea Serrano
0: quote, was like, I literally thought someone was playing a joke on me when I heard his voice. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's talk about who made the best decision of your life this week. This week at Sushi Jerry. That's sushi J E R Y, or excuse me, J E R I. I don't know the difference. I'm still learning to read. Bio says, quote, human. A little bit of a, Keep tiny little nigiri in a coffee cup uh, next to the name. That's kind of cool. Um, they're not following many people. So we're very honored.
1: Follow us for all your sushi related
0: content. Also, Jacob Vicari. Jacob at Vicari. Vicari, J. That's V-I-C-C-A-R-I-J.
1: So I believe that uh, if, if my Italian is correct, his his name translates into Jacob Vicars, like Ooh. lots of vicars, like so very religious. Yeah,
0: and then what a vicar is. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, maybe. I grew up Protestant, so I, there's a lot of people in the. Like, oh, there the, are vicars in like the in the Anglican <laughs> communion, for example. Yeah, they all are like vaguely Catholic, though. <laughs> Those hat church wannabe papists like, coming around here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I was doing some research on the Episcopalian Church, and they yeah. consider themselves like the, the rightful
1: descendants of like. Hey man. The teachings of Cathol. When the king, when the king wants, that's a good Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Eddie Izzard, deep cut right there. Yeah. I like that. I love Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Uh, I didn't
0: know that you liked Eddie Izzard.
1: Did he, you, you know, Do we just, just become best friends again? He ran like 27 marathons in 27 days yeah, for Nelson Mandela. Like,
0: he's amazing. Yeah. I love Eddie Izzard. Woo. Anyhow, there's so many, there's so many Jacob good Jacob Bickers, ideas. shout out to you. Shout out to you. Let's read his bio real quick. Sewanee Football 22 Mediocre Quarterback Enthusiast. So, we talked about Sewanee a few weeks ago, you yeah. and I. And I just want to say first, we'll get first things first. If you're a mediocre quarterback enthusiast, yeah. then you have come to the right podcast. I was the uh, Miami Dolphins Jay Cutler of high school quarterbacks. Ooh. Incredibly mediocre. As a Denver Broncos fan, I I, I understand. Um, and then also, let's talk a little bit about Sewanee University since it came up twice now in the past month. Sure. Uh, Sewanee University. The, the legal name of Suwannee University is the University of the South. Yep. Um, got a little curious about what that meant. Huh. Did a bit of Wikipedia reading. Um, so was, let's just talk what about...
1: Year, what year was it established?
0: On July 4th.
1: Okay. 1857 what else was going on in july 1857 in the southern united states
0: well delegates from 10 dioceses of the episcopal church in the united states alabama arkansas florida georgia louisiana mississippi north carolina south carolina tennessee and texas don't know what they all have in common in that
1: period of time it was almost as if they were starting some sort of confederation of states of states yeah well they were quote led
0: up montego mountain by bishop leonidas polk First off, when you Ooh. say you're led up
1: a mountain, It's a Moses action. Uh,
0: exactly. Yeah, it feels a little it feels a little biblical. Yeah. Um Bishop Leonidas Polk, an ardent defender of slavery for the founding of their denominational college for the region.
1: You think you think the, the the king of Sparta would know
0: better. The goal was to create a southern university free of northern influences. Political correctness is destroying this country. As one of its founders, Bishop James O.T. of Tennessee put it, "The new university will quote Materially aid the South to resist and repel a fanatical domination which seeks to rule over us, which is like, bruh, Literally, the 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 line has not changed nope. for a hundred and sixty-two years. The Civil
1: War was it wasn't about slavery; it was about states' rights. Yes, the states' right to do what? I love how like I love how like even even now
0: yeah. they're like when they control every branch of the, the federal the government liberal media seeks to like impose its its norms on us it's like you seek to impose i love uh, mississippi fanatical domination i so, love her
1: people i like, love her traditions. come on yeah.
0: man like that's so such like a it's just it's shocking when i was like oh my god that literally the same argument
1: yeah um, so I read a little bit deeper uh, beyond just the founding. Congra- By the way, congratulations, Jacob Vickers, on making the best decision in your life. Let's trash your home institution for. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. <laughs> well, this is no no for Wordsworth. It's 162 years ago. He
0: probably doesn't feel the same way that all of those men felt. And that's something uh, that, that is captured quite eloquently in the Wikipedia page. It's uh, it's shift from this place that was founded for the preservation of slave ideals, slavery uh, ideals, yeah. uh, into now one of the preeminent institutions in the United States, uh, the number 91 college in the country. That's not bad. The school is rich in distinctive traditions, many of which are tied to Southern culture. For example, male students have historically worn coats and ties to classes. This tradition has been continued, though the coat and tie are often combined with casual pants and sometimes shorts. I hate that. You hate that tradition? <laughs> Oh, I was like, I don't know. it's just um, is kind of classy.
1: The school is rich in distinctive traditions, many of which are tied to Southern culture. When I hear traditions in Southern culture <laughs> dating back to 1857, I get nervous. That's true. That's just me.
0: That one, though, is fine.
1: Yeah. We wear, we wear our best Sunday dress when we go to watch the... Uh... Don't say.
0: <laughs> Faculty and student members of the Primary Honor Society and main branch of student government, the Order of the Gownsmen. May wear academic gowns to teach or attend class. Perhaps the last vestige of this historically English practice in North America. Kind of
1: interesting. Okay. Who else does that? No one. We should bring that back. That'd be dope. I don't have my graduation gown anymore, but we could get. Should we do live? Is that podcast? why you think that's why we wear graduation gowns? That's it. All comes. Ba- it all dates back to the pomp and circumstance of like medieval European universities and like the English that's kind of cool. Oxford Cambridge tradition. I mean it's like it's like weird but it's cool yeah. you know,
0: it's like cool to do something for that long yeah if it's not and then you know obviously you, you, hurting take, someone.
1: you take the good things yeah exactly and you leave you leave the other bad things and behind and you leave the other bad things in 1857
0: the university honor code is one of the most cherished traditions since the university's inception. The honor code states, I will not lie, cheat, or steal. Donald Trump couldn't go there. Along with a number of amended premises, such as toleration clauses for academic offenses. Um, You can't cheat there. That's a big deal. I think
1: literally every university has some sort of honor code.
0: They do. Yeah. Maybe they stole it from Sewanee, though. Fun fact about Sewanee, in 1983, playwright
1: and Pulitzer
0: Prize winner Tennessee Williams left his literary rights to the University of the South. Huh. I don't know. So, anyways... Thanks, Jacob Vicari, for following us. Uh, now you all know a little bit about the University of the South, a.k.a. Sewanee. Welcome back to the Blue Sewanee podcast. I, you know, it's kind of <laughs> interesting. Well, Josh. Yes. Did anything happen in sports or culture this week? Nothing that I'm aware of. Okay.
1: All right. Thanks for, thanks for joining all right, everybody, us, everybody. See you later. Uh, no, so. Uh Amazing Champions League night this great crowd has ever seen. It's the greatest ever semi final comeback in the history of the competition. Liverpool are into the final, and we will never ever forget quite how they did it. Just try it, and uh, if we can do it, wonderful. And if not, then fail in the most beautiful way, if you want. You, uh, so, obviously, so Bruce Pearl, coach of the year, going away. Sure. But now you see why I nominated Jurgen Klopp.
0: I think he's... A, I thought he was an admirable nominee then, yes. and I think he's a worthy and admirable nominee now. If we can't do it, let's fail in the most beautiful way. I, that's us. It's a beautiful... That's... Yeah, that's
1: literally my motto for being a <laughs> podcast host. Yeah. And then we asked... Uh, so, after, after Liverpool's amazing...
0: People don't even know what happened. Well,
1: I... We've already taken up like 30 minutes talking about Let the Let me university. just do the short version. Yeah.
0: Basically, Liverpool, which is Josh's favorite football team in the world, football being soccer, uh, basically what happened is that they shat the bed against Barcelona
1: and lost 3 nothing. Uh, and They still, still played very well. They're, we're, unfortunately, we're unfortunate in that Barcelona <laughs> has the greatest soccer player of all time who scored two easy goals.
0: Well, so what ended up happening is the way that they do the championship for soccer in Europe is that uh, it comes down to points, the number of points scored as well as victories. Uh, and so basically – Point goals. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so what <laughs> So Americans. what ended up happening is that Liverpool needed to beat the very next week, the same team that beat them 3-0, Liverpool needed to beat that team 4-0 without like four of their best players. And they needed to do it a week after losing them 3-0. And that's exactly and what they happened. only
1: And they only went and did it. It we, was yeah. amazing. And we caught up with Jurgen Klopp after the game. We asked him for his thoughts on the Blue Hawaii podcast. It's ten past ten. Most of the childrens are probably in bed, but the, these these boys are fucking
0: Mentality giants. It's unbelievable. It's That's, unbelievable. I'm sorry, if language. I have to find find me if you want. what uh, can I? I'm not native,
1: so I don't have better words for it. It's unbelievable. Uh, and then uh, right after the, right after the fact, uh, as Barcelona went home to lick their wounds, they left Lionel Messi in the locker room, and the team bus went to the airport without him.
0: What have you done for me lately? Is there
1: uh, approach to things? Yeah. So another another sports and intersection of sports and politics. Uh, Congratulations to Tiger Woods on Presidential Medal of Freedom. He I guess he looked miserable. It was just tiger. I, <laughs> hey, Mr. President. Hey, this this tiger. Is tiger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he looked like he had this like terrible smile on his face. Like like if you were concerned that like your friend had a drug problem and you like reported it to the school counselor, okay. and then the school counselor like held an entire student body meeting and then like had you on stage and was like i just wanted to honor tiger woods for reporting his best friend for having a drug problem his best friend named donald trump probably named tiger woods for being honest uh his best friend for having a drug problem he did it this week and tiger's just like "Yeah, yeah he did not look
1: happy uh michael cohen allegedly helped trump ally and evangelical leader jerry falwell jr deal with quote Racy, end quote, photos.
0: Not doing uh, anything to quell the rumor about Mr. Falwell and the pool boy.
1: Yeah. Liberty University, we'll get to them. They're also, in, we'll get to them in the shout out section. They made uh, some news this week as well. Yeah. Gotta love Liberty University. Yep. Uh, the Washington Post, we'll continue these quick hits here. The Washington Post says nearly half of white Republicans say it bothers them to hear people speaking foreign languages. Uh, have, do you remember? I don't, I'm sure
0: I've showed you this. Do you remember when Tim I'm sc- James I'm scared of brown people? Tim James ran for governor of Alabama in like yeah. 2010. Yeah. yeah, I remember you do uh, a good
1: you do a good Tim James impression. Let's hear it.
0: <laughs> he said, This is I think he says, this is America. We speak English. If you want to live here, learn it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I encourage all of you to watch Tim James' campaign commercial for the most creepy appear from around a corner views of anything I've ever seen in my well, life how's, uh,
1: how's Georgia Governor Brian Kemp who made his uh, splash in national politics driving his pickup truck around saying he was going to deport illegals himself signing several uh, you know, never mind. We, we
0: Brian don't. Kemp's
1: the worst yeah we don't need we don't need two more dudes just ranting about abortion yeah uh, so we'll skip that we'll leave that to the more qualified people to talk about combining our last two stories the World Series champion Boston Red Sox or as pitcher David Price put it the White Sox uh, went to visit the White House to be honored by our big wet president, uh, <laughs> man, do you call him wet. <laughs> he's,
0: you feel like he, I feel like he's wet, like he's constantly like there's sweat More, in his yeah, folds. He's damp. Yeah. He's
1: certainly damp. Yeah. Manager Alex Cora, the first Puerto Rican-born manager to win the World Series, skipped over the government's dereliction of duty in Puerto Rico. Fair, yeah. And uh, former Red Sox legend David Big Papi Ortiz explained why he would have done the same thing. Unfortunately, we don't have a clip here, so I'm just going to have to read it. And uh, I won't won't do the accent because that would be offensive. So I'll just read it. But I don't think it's the political side of it. I think more of what it is going on, I'm an immigrant. When it comes down to the political side of it, I don't know much about politics and things like that. But when it comes down to the way immigrants have been treated, it's something that goes a long way. You don't want to go and shake hands with a guy who is treating immigrants like expletive because I'm an immigrant. I think what would have been great is if Alex Cora would have gone and then when Trump
0: tried to like shake his hand. False crack? No. Well, (laughs) yes, but he would have just like done like a fadeaway shot with a roll of paper towels. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been cool. Or taken paper towels and smacked him in the face with it. That would also have been good. He'd probably be arrested. Worth
1: it. Trump would be like, that guy'd be deported. I knew it. Bad hombres, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Not even. MLB's canceled I, except for white guys. I mean, Donald Trump still probably doesn't know that Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens anyway. So I don't think he believes it. No. Two last little quick hit items for you: Denver, the city, the city of Denver legalized magic mushrooms. Uh, and as a Broncos fan, I can assure you this was an act of mercy <laughs> and will be more interesting. Than anything you see on the field this season. God, they suck, dude. Elway sucks as a GM. Like, And I, he's apparently kind of sucks as a person. Yeah. Oh, well, so the magic mushrooms, you know, there's all these breakthroughs in psychedelic drugs and mental health. Yeah. And I feel like this will help me deal with the cognitive dissonance of like my childhood idol favorite athlete ever just being an absolute tool shill of the right wing and, and a pretty shitty GM. Although... It's like at least be one or the other. Like at least yeah. Bob Kraft is a good owner. Well, also no. I mean, if he didn't have Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, he would be, Who knows how good an owner he would be? Well, half of being a good owner is keeping your players and coaches happy, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, but John always not the owner. I don't know who. I'm saying, like, I don't know who the Patriots GM is. That's
0: true. Yeah. Good
1: point. Did you see? Did you see the Onion headline? Uh, Denver Mayor Flaming Demon Skull <laughs> announces city has legalized <laughs> Patrick mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Also, uh, Clay Thompson apparently walked out of Avengers Endgame two hours into the movie. He doesn't need that. That's wild. Yeah, I can't like one. Of he's the reasons, on another level, dude. One of the reasons I don't watch a lot of movies yeah. is because when I start a movie, yeah. I have to finish it. Clay like, Thompson,
1: doesn't need. He's I, on. He's on his own level. He's I on his own wavelength.
0: Cannot conceive of ending a movie. Yeah. early it just hurts.
1: Golden State Warrior, you know, shout out to him. Uh, our team of the year begrudgingly voted on in our Howley Awards. Um, they, they embarrassed the Houston Rockets last night.
0: Steph Curry for thirty three in the second half. After
1: z- after going into the locker room, twelve do points. You, do you think me, he uh, zero points? Into room, going into the locker room, twelve minutes, zero points. Do you think he half-time. broke out of his like funk? I think it's amazing. Like it's it's they, they just keep. Yeah, you don't need you don't need winning. Kevin Durant because you just and and the. Especially if you let if you let Andre Iguodala hit five three pointers before Steph Curry gets cooking, like if if you're letting Andre Iguodala drain threes, you kind of have to live with that Iggy against bro. the Golden State Warriors. He's a, uh,
0: he's an athletic freak. Yeah, when
1: he was young, Iguodala was like Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr uh, after their game five win did his Jurgen Klopp impression. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You see, he called yeah. them uh, these yeah. boys are fucking amazing. You know, giants, fucking oh, giants. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Uh,
0: all right, folks. Back in a minute with our stories of the week. Yes. Blue Hawaii podcast.
1: Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii. Welcome back, folks. We uh, we saw an article in Mother Jones' profile going back to the 80s. Of you our know, favorite person. Our fa- our favorite presidential candidate. Other uh, than maybe Liz Warren. Uh, yeah. Uncle Bernie. Uncle Bernard. Uh, an introspective man. Surprisingly. I
0: sounded kind of...
1: I think kind of crappy. Okay, so it's yeah. called,
0: quote, I don't know who I am, I Bernie Sanders'
1: am. brutally honest mayoral memos. Why don't you set me? You set me up and I'll narrate the Bernie parts.
0: In the mid-1980s, the Democratic presidential candidate was a mess, and so was his house. By Tim Murphy. Sometime in the mid-1980s, about halfway through his eight year tenure as mayor of Burlington, Vermont, Bernie Sanders flipped to a fresh page in a yellow legal pad and poured out his crippling sense of doubt. What can be done? He scrawled. What is hard to
1: see is the total, he scratched out, Total. and tried again, almost total degree of powerlessness which presently exists. We can make almost nothing happen. It seemed to me this morning that planning and decision making were two of the biggest weaknesses that I have.
0: Sanders laid out a series of frustrations. He was fighting with the state over where the city dumped trash. There was a labor dispute at the fire department. The police department was in turmoil. The revolution in city government he had promised as a candidate in 1981 had become mired in the mundane.
1: Maintaining a radical vision is extremely difficult when one is confronted on every corner with the force, the suffocating force, of the status quo. He
0: wrote, "Sanders' mayoral papers, which are open to researchers at the University of Vermont, include dozens of legal pads that the Democratic presidential candidate filled with speech drafts, schedules, brainstorms, and doodles." Doodles, I like that. But the pad, hey, sorry, you're Bernie. I broke the, I broke the, I broke the third wall, fourth wall. But the pads also include confessional notes that Sanders wrote to himself. The memos which were not reported during his 2016 run for president, offer a glimpse of the Democratic presidential candidate on the cusp of middle age, agonizing over the prospect of personal and professional failure even after a succession of improbable political victories.
1: Are you, are you telling me that the middle-aged Jewish guy had anxiety and needed psychoanalytical <laughs> help? a little neurotic. <laughs> we're going to skip ahead just a little bit. An August 1985 memo was illustrative of Sanders' angst. I am unable to look in the mirror and see how I am. How am I? I don't know. I don't know who I am. For years now, I have not lived a normal emotional life. My relationship to Jane remains unclear. We pass time together, but the relationship doesn't grow mature or deepen. I have pushed everything, on top of everything, on top of everything. My ability to think, to cry, to laugh, and or to relate to other human beings is short. Never would have guessed that. (laughs) Year after year, editorial after editorial, letter after letter, Media bullshit after media bullshit. It's like he was predicting podcasts before podcasts happened. If I would describe the Blue Hawaii podcast, it would we we've got the Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> if we don't do it, if we can't do it, we will fail beautifully. And we've also got media bullshit after media bullshit. <laughs> I, I feel kind of bad for Bernie though because
0: like it hasn't gotten easier, and I imagine it has not gotten easier. But also like literally no one. Has had their this is basically this man's diary. Like no one's diary has been on display.
1: Also, can you imagine Donald Trump being this thoughtful and introspective about anything? Other than other than wanting to shag his daughter. Oh god. (laughs) I feel like I'm glad you said shag because it
0: somehow feels better, but it also feels worse. It's
1: less vulgar and more hilarious. Yeah. But it's still apt. 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 Folks Also Donald Trump wants to shag his daughter. Bill McKibben in
0: the New Yorker, yes. The UN report on extinction versus Mike Pompeo at the Arctic Council.
1: A good contrast uh, about our to demonstrate truly the hell world that we live in and how we're all going to die. Basically, yeah. It's also if you don't know who Mil- Bill McKibben is, he is like one of the OG climate environmentalist activist thought leader legit folks.
0: We don't need to give you the entire article. We just recommend we we
1: did a lot of the Bernie article. We recommend that you seek this article out and read it.
0: But basically what happened is this guy goes, hey, the world is uh baking and uh ice caps are melting and it's gonna lead to sea level rise. And Mike Mike Pompeo was like, hell yeah,
1: shipping lanes opening in the Arctic. Let's get that (laughs) This guy sucks. Free the free market at work, baby. Extract. Extract.
0: Extract extract extract. What's funny is one of the things that he mentioned is like a big plus, was like 40% of the world's oil is in the Arctic. Sounds like they need some freedom. My God. Let's move on to animals, which are nice. I like animals. Animals are better than people. From Deutsche Welle, the Russian spy whale may have provided therapy for children, which is like, of course it did, because it's better than every human
1: alive. This is also, or, or, this is the most ingenious, elaborate Russian counter espionage fake story ever. Uh... But probably it's because whales are better than humans. I, well you were te- you texted
0: me during the week and was like dude the russian whale the russian whale somebody is actually- somebody dropped
1: their cell phone yeah and the whale you've, you've went
0: probably- all the way down grabbed the cell phone
1: and brought it back to yeah. them and then let him and then and then got some nose pets and went on his way can
0: like, you believe that is the sweetest thing i've ever yeah. heard he's like well or he's saying hey don't throw your trash into my home please could be either one you cannot convince me whales and elephants I don't know what it is. They're like the snorlaxes of the animal kingdom and you cannot convince me that they are not way better than humans. Let me just read a quick quote. The tame beluga whale which appeared in Norwegian waters may have previously served as a child therapy animal in Russia according to Fiscary
1: Bladet. But uh, some some sort of, must be some sort of Norwegian. You did a good newspaper. job reading
0: that. Fiscary Bladet. There had been media speculation that the whale was a Russian navy spy. Turns out probably not. Somebody said, quote, "It's just a whale who wants to be kind."
1: That breaks my freaking heart. That dude.
0: breaks my heart. In How the could best anyone way, ever hurt a whale? Uh, we have looking been thinking you, of looking es- at you, Japan. We have been thinking of espionage and war, but it is just a whale who wants to be kind to people. Weig, a gentleman
1: uh, who's Mr. Weig, Mr. Weig, told his, to his scary blot it, his son. Uh, it is even used to cuddling with us. Weig von Weigsen.
0: How do you? How do you cuddle with a whale? I don't know. With a
1: know. beluga whale? I'd do it, though. If, you're a, you want a, if you cuddle with a beluga whale, you're the luckiest man who ever lived. If
0: you cuddle with a beluga whale, get in touch. Yeah. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> like us on Facebook. We are...
1: Welcome to the Blue Hawaii... Welcome to the Blue Norway podcast. We're the moving there. Blue Hawaii whale cast. Blue Hawaii nature cast. We're just going to pivot entirely to cute animal stories and leave this let me read death this. of a universe behind. Hold on. Let me do this in my David Attenborough voice. We got another news story on animals. The animal kingdom, folks. Hit me. Hit me, Ryan. Hit me, Sir David. Sir Ryan Attenborough.
0: Hawaiian crows make first nest in Big Island forests. A pair of Alala, or Hawaiian crows, has built a nest at the Pu'u Ma Ka'ala Natural Area.
1: Reserve. Reserve.
0: <laughs> On Hawaii Island. A, that's a poorly written sentence. That is a lot of words. I just, you could have shortened tell, that. Don't tell me. Tell the star advertiser. You, I'm the star advertiser. At Star Advertiser. If At you, Star Advertiser, you need to shorten your leads. If
1: you want some copy editors, get in touch.
0: A site unseen in Hawaii forests for nearly 20 years, according to state and wildlife biologists, it is a milestone in efforts to bring back the native Hawaiian crows, which went extinct in the wild nearly a quarter of a century ago. In early April, team members observed two birds, Mana'olana and Kalani, beginning to build a nest platform structure near the 2017 release site. Oh my god,
1: that's adorable. Basically, basically these Wait, no, people, no, 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 you forgot the last, the key sentence, the key sentence, right after that.
0: Manaya Kalani, the female, has begun to sit on this nest.
1: There it is, folks. Bro, they're building a home. We did it. They're building they a home.
0: It. It's adorable. Circle of life. If you want to hear more about the circle of life, get in touch. More in a minute from the Blue Let White Podcast. Let me tell
1: you about the birds and the bees and flowers and blue white... Blue white, 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 white. Folks, welcome back. Shoutouts! It's time for shoutouts.
0: This week, Blink182 and Lil Wayne yes. announced a co headlining tour by mashing up What's My Age Again and Amelie. What's my age again?
1: What's my age again? Okay, a million here, a million there, so zillion between long hair, with coconut dairy air, like coconut in as air. I open the leopard again, and I'm hoping to- Basically, if you've ever wanted to know... What it was like between the years 2004 and 2008.
0: Pretty daggum good until the fall of 2008. Yeah. I, I, had, a, you know, I had a good time. But I was young, straight white boy. Things were easy for me during the Bush years. <sighs> Same. Living in Red America. Back then, back in 2000, anytime, any, yeah. anytime in that period, I would have gone to the mat for the war in Iraq. We're just trying to bring freedom. Were you... Were you When you were a kid... Yeah. Yeah. For or against war in Iraq. Tell the truth. Against. When you were a kid, you yep. were against it. So I went to. So you're 13 years old. Yeah, you're against the war not, in Iraq. So you didn't want to bring Saddam down.
1: I was like, well, you know, Saddam's obviously a bad dude, and like, you know, silver lining is getting rid of him. But in the same, I so I went to Holy Family Catholic Academy, great school, Shout No Wildcats. Uh, a very large military population. Mm-hmm. Um. So very, very, very conservative. Yeah conservative catholic in favor of the war and i remember getting into a debate with i think this must have been so this was 2003 this must have been seventh grade we were in this because 9-11 been, was in sixth grade would have been no seventh or eighth grade yeah so f- sp- spring 2013 no not t- 2003 we e- I, r- I remember yeah, it was
0: distinct- spring 03 that would have been seventh grade I remember, i read raise like, "Oh my god, you guys are so young," or like half our listeners are like, "Oh my god, you guys are yeah. so old."
1: I'm in the in the same, you know, and obviously, a seventh grader's understanding of geopolitics is not the strongest, but you know, go, the first, you know, responding in Afghanistan, going after Al Qaeda, the dudes who actually did this, that made sense to me. The transitioning into Iraq, uh, you know, I I even then was, uh, you know. I had grown up in a in a in a left leaning family. I under you know I, I followed you know the Bush v Gore stuff. I knew George Bush was a deeply flawed man. All I knew about Bush v Gore, yeah, is that Al Gore
0: was a whiny baby.
1: Well, that's you know, it's and not it's not a hundred percent incorrect,
0: but <laughs> neither is the fact that you know. And I knew that I knew that Al Gore was a whiny baby, and then that uh, that I think. I don't think global warming had, come, had no, become a thing yet. Not like as that much. Was what,
1: but like, But I knew basically seeing all the things about like they've got they've got weapons of mass destruction. We need to go in. We need to go in. We need to do this. We need to do that. To me, you know, and credit to my, my my wife has a freaking like world can't wait, drive out the Bush regime, no blood for oil t-shirt because like she, she was in it all the way. Uh, to me, it did not pass the smell test. So, really? So I remember having this debate with, with, not not debate, but she was, you know, she's like, don't you want to like, like the, the people of Iraq deserve to be free. We need to, we are, we're like a force for freedom. And I was like, well, yeah, but like a lot of Ameri-, and you know, and it was a very Ameri-centric perspective, right? Like a lot of Americans are going to get killed over what is basically a, sh- to me, you know, I wouldn't. I, w- I didn't have the vocabulary to characterize this, but a shameless imperial misadventure for me, I remember being like the
0: girl and being like, yeah, but like we have a moral onus on yeah. us as like they've got as protectors of the world yeah to go in and liberate these people and we'll just liberate Iraq and then we'll liberate Iran and then we'll liberate Turkey yeah. and yeah. Syria and Egypt and North and Korea everywhere that's brown. yeah we're gonna you're liberate brown, them
1: going all, all. The, the Arctic now. The Arctic, forty percent of the world's oil. I'm. They got some. They need. I remember. Yeah, I was just like, it's
0: a well, and I think because like the conservative ethos is so like black and white. It was like you either you're with us or against us. Like you know, like you're either for giving these people freedom or you're against it. Yeah. And I was like, freedom.
1: Were you? Did you buy into the whole like we don't call them French fries, call them freedom fries? No, my mom did. Maybe like one day. I back then I was like, this is a little immature. I was like, <laughs> I thought,
0: I thought it was like really clever, yeah, but also stupid, yeah. I loved any any like conservative owns. Oh I was sure. Like, oh yeah, just like red meat for the base. That was me yeah. at thirteen. Yeah, I mean, you're thirteen. Anyways, if you want to listen to Blink One Eighty Two and Lil Wayne, <laughs> uh, it sounds like it's gonna be a great tour and yeah. won't dredge up any painful memories of the era. Congratulations to them. Also, what's your favorite Blink One Eighty Two song? Oh, there's so many good ones. What's My Age Again is up there. Rock shows up there. Um, Damn it. To go really old school. Oh, like, Tom's Song was really good. Adam's Song. Yep. <laughs> That's the one I meant. Adam's Song was really good. I used to know all these.
1: Okay, so do you remember when like CD burners were a big deal? Oh, of course. So uh, I used to. Did you, have you ever. I saw. Blink, not the first concert I ever went to, but the second concert I ever went to. Blink 182 at the Blaisdell with who with this was going right before ninth grade started this is with my buddy Eric holy holy Family grad he went he he was going to Damien I was going to ilani like all the of course all the private school kids stay in private school yeah. right that was so, like you guys last like time to ever hang out yeah and then because he he I think we're still Facebook friends but like he moved to Wisconsin, his, his his parents were in the, his dad was in the Navy I think so he moved to Wisconsin I don't know what he's doing now Feeling this, I really like that song. That was a good song. That was the it was on the Madden two thousand four soundtrack. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Lost really... in the past. Eric, if hey. if we're still Facebook friends, get in touch. How's it about? <laughs> uh, he... <laughs> Likes on Facebook. <laughs>
0: Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're also on there. Yeah, but no. Uh, Blink one eighty two had a lot of good songs, yeah. and I used to like. I used to be. I was super. In, oh, so yeah. C- CD burner. So like, uh, I used to like want to make make CDs. Uh, and I would download all my stuff off Kazar or whatever, yeah. And then, I but I was so loyal yeah. to like, like ten songs or whatever that like somehow they would end up on all of my mix CDs. And so like, really, the CD was just like I have like twenty songs, yeah. And like ten of them are just gonna be preset. Well, like, well, I'm gonna do this one because that's yeah. like well, obviously mean, I'm not gonna. No, you play the greatest hits. I'm not, gonna, every... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna leave Adam's song right. off. Right.
1: You don't go. You don't go to the Journey concert and if Journey, you know, Journey doesn't play "Don't Stop Believing," you're like, well, that's fine.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So. That was that was my life back yeah. then. Was just like that's being a, super loyal to a few yeah. songs. I remember, uh, I remember, like when they had that album, like take off your pants and jacket. Yeah, I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> that shows about the level of maturity I was. But then again, so were they.
0: Corey McManus, fifth grade, uh, Dean Road Elementary in Auburn, Alabama, Shout had out a Blink One Eighty Two shirt, and it was a rabbit, basically moshing with a carrot in his hand, and I was like god that's so good and then he drew he drew it one day in class he like drew it he was just wearing it and then he drew it and i was like this guy's so cool this guy's so cool saw him whenever i was in college he yeah. didn't graduate high school and he was working at a borders oh <laughs> uh, that sucks Did kind of suck. especially he had a tough life I mean, borders closed down right what does he do now heroin oh uh, no i'm kidding i don't know that i don't know that i don't know that Corey mcmanus if you listen to the podcast Sorry if I slandered you. I was just kidding. Get in touch.
1: Get in touch. Get in touch and put us straight. Like us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We're just connecting. We're linking to you
0: too. Bringing- <laughs> Shout outs here. Shout outs are running long because we're just connecting with people. Do we have to do the same
1: thing for Lil Wayne now? Lil Wayne. If you're watching. <laughs> yeah. I uh, My favorite Lil Wayne song is not actually a Lil Wayne song. It's a Lil Wayne. It's a Lil Wayne feature. Uh, it's uh I apologize uh Mari matsuda feminist legal theory and my and my a minus i apologize for this my favorite uh, Lil wayne song is actually a juicy J song called bands of maker dance <laughs> oh my god it's not very feminist and i apologize uh my favorite is uh
0: it was also a feature yeah it was on the weezer red album it's called i can't stop partying he, f- he was featured on that with Weezer Her can't stop partying yeah it was really good
1: okay bitches Weezer and it's Weezy upside down MTV please don't shoot me down because I'm an endangered species it's the day for lives with my night just started I pray the killer doesn't take the life out the party I can't stop partying in. I just gotta say your favorite Lil Wayne feature being a Weezer album is the whitest thing I've ever heard
0: I, had, it's I mean good. I'm not I'm not saying Word. you're wrong. I'm not saying listen, you're wrong. Listen to the clip yeah. that just
1: that Josh just dropped in. Yeah. Let's listen to it real quick. Sounds good that night usual is it? the fucking usual. Man, my life is beautiful, and my girls are mutual. Yeah, nobody's saying and, and again, this is not a value judgment on your the correctness yeah. or the veracity I of your yeah, position. It's white as hell. If anything, it's it's uh, white, like,
0: mm, tw- early aughts, mid aughts, yeah. late aughts, punk pop whiteness. Speaking of white as hell,
1: shout out to Liberty University. They... <laughs> I saw this. This, was, this popped on Twitter. Friday uh, afternoon slash evening Hawaii time. And good God almighty. Congratulations to America's leading diaper-wearing intellectual, Charlie Kirk, head of... Toilet Paper USA, former UH guest of honor, uh, he received an honorary doctorate in humanities. Shouldn't from
0: he have got? He didn't even graduate high school. He did. He, he graduated. He, sh-
1: he graduated high school. He never went to college. Shouldn't he have gotten a bachelor of humanities then? No. Yeah. An honorary bachelor Dude, of this, humanities. Like Charlie Kirk received a doctorate of humanities, a Ph, an honorary PhD from Jerry Fowl Jr.'s Liberty University. Citation for fighting for freedom, and inspiring many this dude triggering the libs this dude has made millions of dollars his grift is getting in with rich republican boomer donors who are scared of dude, college we should freshmen do that we should
0: we really we should freaking do that why are, why are we grifting make your pitch right now yeah make your pitch right what's your pitch i don't think you can do it
1: white genocide is real <laughs>
0: All right, everybody. We're changing this from the Blue Hawaii Podcast to the Red Hawaii Podcast. Red, because The red pill. Because the liberal media has gone too far. Yep. They've gone too far. And what they want right now, all that the liberal media is doing is they are, they are trying to gin up uh, support. Their genocidal, homicidal, murderous agenda.
1: And they're they're the real intolerant ones, you know. Like they to, like they don't tolerate they don't tolerate our views. They don't tolerate our views. No. Oh
0: yeah, you want to be the so in, you want to be so tolerant, so tolerant. How come uh, how come a guy can use the lady's bathroom, but uh, but I can't say I'm a Republican in church with a gun,
1: huh? Well, crap. How come I can't do that? <sighs> All right, okay. Robert E Lee Robert E Lee did nothing wrong. Ladies Ooh, and gentlemen, I, sorry that felt bad to say. I can't I can't do this. Ladies and gentlemen, if you could just clip out.
0: About uh, 20 seconds of that. Send it to all your conservative friends. Yeah. We're going to start. Grifting. We're trying to start a grift. grift. Only grift. because. Only because. we'll Look, here's the thing. I'll grift.
1: I'll grift whomever. Yeah. I just want to make money. Dave, dude, How? shout out to uh, the dude. I mean... You gotta respect American meritocracy. Yeah. Charlie Kirk didn't even go to college. He's turned into the anti-college guy. It's like it's like what's funny is it's quite obvious when you yeah. see him that that he, he did he's not a, go to
0: college. He's not a
1: smart man. No.
0: That's what I mean. How oh, did, he, did you see wait? Did you see Jacob Wool this week? Jacob Wool and then whoever that one lobbyist guy is with him, they did a they did a press conference at that guy's house. Yeah,
1: and they had to it was interrupted by the by the garbage truck. <laughs> what a Picking up picking what up cans. A total chode. Dude, the all these guys like There's you know, so much money to be made I mean, ben, being ben young, Sh- mean and white. Ben Shapiro basically, you know, raised by this ideological echo chamber where you ascend to the top because all these rich old dudes see you as the young hope because you appeal to right because Ben Did Shapiro talk like ben a Shapiro person? is a seventy year old Jewish man in a fifteen year old Jew's body. Yep. And <laughs> 15. he's you know, he's got you know, he's got he's got the quote unquote intellectual pedigree, you know, UCLA, Harvard Law, written a lot of books. Basically, he talks fast, but but but, but no, it no. doesn't even it doesn't even matter because he uh, talks fast and uses big words, and that's it.
0: But Harvard, UCLA, like if you're really smart, you don't even need to go to college any, any, anymore. Like that's what that's what they tell me on Red jo- State, on the Joe Rogan experience. On the Joe Rogan experience, <laughs> yeah. If you're smart, you
1: don't have to go to yeah, college. Dave Rubin just wants to have conversations with you. <laughs> Dave Dave Rubin is like, you ever see a golden retriever that has brain damage? Yeah, yeah. That's good. that's Dave no. Rubin.
0: I've never seen that. Why would I've seen that? Um, I agreed too quickly. <laughs>
1: I just, I'm just used to agreeing with everything. Usually, that we I, say most. Uh, I talk a lot. I talk a lot of crap, but it's usually not totally incorrect. Yo, uh,
0: let me just round out this episode. Yeah. Final thoughts, Ryan. Do you remember that guy that I told you about earlier? Who, so that, that does not narrow it down. you well, told me about on, a lot of guys. hold on. I'm zeroing in. I started broad. I'm working my way in. Uh, that I worked with him, and that whenever he did something mildly helpful, he said, "X, gonna give it to you." Yeah what was his name he and all his friends went to liberty
1: our our boy garrett hallier friend of the pod that's true he went to liberty to him on passing the hawaii bar exam
0: but he's like the anti yeah he went to liberty you know what the funny thing is okay let me tell you this yeah. uh I'll, I'll say it to you and then to everyone listening and watching yeah. um because for those of you who are listening right now we have been streaming this entire episode on facebook live uh the funny thing about a christian school a super conservative christian school is that you do have your your characters you have your jerry falwell juniors you have your people who are just there to to make money on it um but within that like and i I hate to to donald trump this but you have some very fine people like like i when i went to a christian school growing up like some of my best friends still in life some of my best friends are christians are christians
1: no uh some of them well christians are the most persecuted uh group in america
0: not in america but in the world talked about that no I no
1: don't. um i'm this is we're practicing the grift
0: but no it's like it's it's funny because they you you find these people who are like in this this like reactive chaos yeah soup of just junk yeah you do find these like wonderful people and i feel like garrett yeah. is one of those people are,
1: and they're also they're aware enough to know like people are trying to feed them agendas they people know are trying to feed so them BS. much of it, yeah so yeah. much of it is just like stagecraft yeah
0: and like it's stagecraft that has i think the problem what what angers people like us is like yes it is stagecraft but that stagecraft has huge implications right. for how people treat one another right. because a lot of people don't realize it's stagecraft yeah. and they don't realize that you're just like saying all of this for money yep. and that it's a very real and present danger to people's safety.
1: Jerry Falwell Jr. in the pool boy. Yep. Anyway. Uh, let's put him in a rocket and fire him into the sun and Liberty University I think will be a much better institution for all of it.
0: You're not wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of the Blue White Podcast. Ooh, ooh you guys are the best. Uh, get in touch with us. Yep. Uh, as we said a couple of times. Tag like share. Tag like share. Thank you to... Well,
1: actually, it was just us today. We did this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Although, um,
0: thanks to Sarah Michelle. For, Definitely from real. Syracuse,
1: New York. Yep. For uh, her shares to shouts, quote, and uh, happy Mother's Day. Well, it's I guess Mother's Day is tomorrow, but by the time you hear this, it'll be over. Happy Mother's Day a few days ago. Yeah. To yep. all the mothers out there. Happy early Memorial Day. Er, very early to Memorial Day. All of our to all of our veterans who have sacrificed for us. Yep. And uh, <laughs> and flash to the 2003 debate where uh, I was an unpatriotic coward who would not support our troops.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> on that, on we'll talk to you note- next week.
1: Aloha. Aloha.